0: John 13, 34 and 35, a new commandment. The Lord Jesus said, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another. As I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. It was about eight and a half years ago, a little more than that, when um, we started a series on the one and others. And it took most of a year, I believe. And um, this was the first one of that series, and i 'm planning to review uh, many of those uh, and add to those and share uh, from most of those passages during the next so many months uh, but i 'd like to highlight this time a little more um, how all of these that we are supposed to practice these one anothers that we 've been called to apply, how they are all part of serving one another, and practicing these one anothers in this body are or what we as servants of King Jesus are called to do and continue to learn to do. It's not that we weren't just called in the beginning and then, okay, but we have to keep growing in this. And we pray for that. We pray for that. And may the Lord bless us as we grow in serving and practicing those here. It's a joy to see them being practiced here more and more by the youngest to the oldest. Now, there are a number of verses in the New Testament which say something about loving one another, so it is the primary, I guess you could call it, primary one another to act on. Uh, and in a way, it's the foundation for all the, other, the others. Verse 34, our Lord said, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another. As I have loved you, that's the standard, that you also love one another. So the command to love one another isn't new uh, in one sense. The people of God were, have been commanded, were commanded to love the Lord and to love their neighbor, and to love one another. Deuteronomy 6 says, verse 5 says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And indeed, that is how it is possible for us to love one another, because he first loved us, and then we grow in loving him, and then from the outflow of our love for him, we serve one another in love, more as he loved us. And then Leviticus nineteen eighteen says, Uh, related to love one another, or your neighbor. You shall not take vengeance nor bear any grudge against the children of your people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord, he said after that. But this commandment here in John 13, to love one another, is new in a sense in that the Lord Jesus gave uh, this again in the flesh to his disciples. He demonstrated it, of course, He demonstrated his love by sacrificing himself for us on the cross, and then he gave his spirit to his people to carry out this command, to love each other as he loved us. He said, as I have loved you, that you also love one another. That's his desire, his standard, his calling. And praise God that it is possible in the spirit as we walk together and as we serve together. We're always helping each other here to understand what this means, what it looks like. And then there's a very outward and visible indication to everyone around us, to other believers, and to those who do not know the Lord Jesus, but but they see and they experience in some ways what that means when they interact with us and when they observe us. They see it when they come here, I believe. In fact, I've been told by many visitors, uh, maybe not in those words, but that's what they're saying. They see how we relate. They see how we... Uh, love to talk <laughs> a lot, you know, before the service and after the service. And we're always talking. Enjoy. We're loving each other. And as we worship together and as we sing together, how we sing and how we humble ourselves, we humble ourselves together before the Lord. And how we listen intently to the Word of God, even our young ones. And they see it as they see how we interact as families. Yeah, I, I know, imperfectly. Every family here, every person would say so. But uh, part of the that love is seen as they see how we forgive one another, and then serve many in many other ways. And they may not know what a disciple of Jesus uh, is or looks like or acts like, really, uh, when they first meet us, maybe, uh, unless they interact for a while. But but even though they see us imperfectly, uh, they see the love of that we're commanded here, the love to apply, they see it imperfectly in us, they will see that we are disciples of our master who loved us so completely and that he gave his life for us and that we talk about it all the time how he sacrificed his life for us. All the ways we saw the Lord humbled himself as I shared a couple weeks ago in Philippians 2, they will see us also growing in humility as we apply Philippians 2, 3, and 4. And they will see what the disciples, of what is a disciple is, really. Or they'll, they'll learn a definition of it as they see us, really. As they see us practicing self-sacrificial serving in this body. Dying to ourselves in order to serve others. So what is a disciple? Jesus said, by this, and by the this is the, the love uh, of Jesus that we have for one another, that we show to one another. By this, that kind of love, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Now, in The Navigators, I shared a couple uh, weeks ago, that's an international parachurch ministry. Parachurch means it comes alongside the, ch- the church to, to service and train. And their goal in all these years since World War II has been uh, focused on training and equipping dis- Disciples. Um, a disciple being a person who diligently is seeking to know and to serve uh, master, our master, King Jesus, their master, and who are willing to be disciplined in order to do that. And that is a part of being a disciple, being uh, disciplining ourselves and being disciplined by our master and becoming like our master. And the primary way in which the world knows that we are disciples of Christ and see us in Christ, as I've said, is how we love one another, as we relate with the love of Christ? And do they see that growing in us as, and as radically different than the love that the world gives? And that word used in, in the world and in movies is nothing like the scriptures tell us what love is. And we are talking here about the Lord's definition of love, of course, certainly not the world's. Agape love is sacrificial in ways which the unregenerate and the unsaved cannot know because it is known by the way which, in which he loved us, it is empowered by the Holy Spirit, and it is lived out for the glory of God alone. There's a quote in this book. You all have this book now. Um, it's called Servanthood as Worship, the Privilege of Life in a Local Church. I won't ask for hands how many have finished it already, but it's a, it's a thin book, so... Here's a quote, page 32. This is on the chapter called the local church as the base for service. I like that. We are the base here, right? You can look at that. We're gonna go out and battle, but this is the base. I like that. But it says here, the church is called to serve God in three ways. To serve him directly in worship, as we've been doing this morning. Secondly, to serve the saints in nurture. And that's really what we're talking about with the one another's Nurturing one another. Building each other up. And then third, to serve the world in witness. Which was our focus all of last year. And Lord willing will be the focus until he calls us home. So, serve him directly in worship. Serve the saints in nurture. Serve the world in witness. May the Lord enable us to do that. Now we fail in each of these too, but, but these should be a growing strength here, and I believe they are, as we are filled with the Spirit and as we are sanctified to grow um, in the image of the Lord of love. That we serve in worship, we serve and bless others here, and we serve those who do not know the hope of the gospel by our witness. And on that second aspect of worship, just to conclude, if a Christian's love for other Christians is not growing then it is fair to ask, can that person be called a disciple? Which is a learner, by the way. A disciple is a learner, always learning. We should always be learning how to love one another and what that means. Are they, I guess you could ask, are they faithful disciples anyway? Another question, is the first in the list of the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, lived out in service? By us, by me, we can ask ourselves. Love for one another in obedience to his command and practiced in the spirit, defined or revealed who was a Christian in the time of the giving of the law. It is defined and revealed who was uh, a Christian at the time of the Lord on the earth when he spoke these words to his disciples. And it defines still who is a disciple of Christ now. Those who actively love one another. And that unity of love is certainly represented in the table as we prepare where we are reminded of the Lord's sacrificial love for us, which he calls us to, and the unity that we have as his children here, who are able to grow in true love for each other, because we are united in him, praise God, and we are indwelled by his spirit. Let's pray. Dear Father in heaven, we ask that you would teach us to love as you taught the Thessalonians to love and May we increase and abound in our love for one another as they did and as they were. And Lord, may we testify to the world that we are loved by you and that we love you and your people and that we are your disciples. Oh Lord, help us to understand more how much you love us and then love each other as you love us. Oh Lord, forgive us for being selfish, being hard-hearted. Help us to fervently love each other from a pure heart. And Lord, we ask this as we come to remember the sacrificial love of our Lord Jesus Christ for us, and we pray in his name. Amen.